pretzels at sundown get advice and tunes when you don't even know what to freaking do souls at sundown keeps it fresh and new every other friday with megan hughes Hello and welcome back to Souls at Sundown. This is episode 85. And today I really just wanted to continue the conversation around the Black Lives Matter movement and just talk about some wins that we have had since the protests started. Um, Actually, the episode 84 that I uploaded two weeks ago That day, May 29th, am I right, was the day that a lot of protests really started happening in the U.S. over the murder of George Floyd. And since then, we have seen so much progress and a lot more attention brought to all of these matters and a lot more people getting on the old Black Lives Matter bandwagon, truly, because my friend Nathan Zed made a whole video about this, and I would definitely recommend looking him up on YouTube and watching it. But he was, I think the title of the video is literally Black Lives Matter is Trendy Now. And in the video, he was really just discussing how when people used to hear the term Black Lives Matter, a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, word. I mean, of course. Yeah. But now everybody's saying it like with their whole chest and being like, no, if you don't can get behind this movement, you're canceled, you know, and like all of these brands and like, you know, the NFL and like everybody is just coming out and making some kind of a statement just so that their brand and company as a whole doesn't get canceled, literally. And yeah, because they care. But a lot of, I just feel like personally, a lot of people are just kind of covering their tracks, if you will, or just making sure that they're fitting the bill with everybody else right now. And yeah, super interesting video if you guys want to go and watch that. But um, he basically summarized at the end of it how I think a lot of Black people are probably feeling right now is like, yeah, you guys have the privilege to speak about this for a period of time and it's a blimp in your life. It's a blimp of attention on your timeline. And then you can go back to posting all of your regular shit. But the rest of us will still be Black. And then it literally just ends there. And I was just thinking about that after the video, just like, wow, you know, I definitely have been posting more of my, I guess, regular life content back on my Instagram and whatnot, as I'm sure a lot of people that you guys are following now are, because it's like, well, we're still living our lives, you know, but we're still behind this movement and we're still protesting. We're still getting out there and we're still sharing all of this helpful information. But a lot of people, like, it was just a blimp in time for them. So I really wanted to make this to remind you guys that, like, this is not just a blimp on your timelines. This is an ongoing movement. We will always be fighting for justice until we see real reform. And I'm not saying that we're not seeing it right now, but there's definitely more loose ends to tie up. (laughs) Loose ends being, um, yeah, arrest Breonna Taylor's murderers, please. Also, I saw today that one of the police officers who was arrested and charged in the George Floyd case got donations to get out on bail. And his bail was literally $1 million and he got as many donations as he could to fulfill his bail, which is just fucking insane. But on, you know, 
some more positive notes, I do want to say that there has been a lot accomplished from this uprising that is ongoing. Right now when I'm recording this, it is June 11th, so it is Thursday, and when you guys are hearing this, it will be two weeks after the protests have started, and people are still going strong in my city here in Portland, people are still going strong in LA, people are still on my feed personally that I follow. I mean, I'm seeing a little bit more like content sprinkled in, but people are still sharing this shit, which is really good to see like the momentum keeping up. And I really hope it continues because we definitely do live in a culture where we give a little bit of time to these matters, you know, like back in 2016 when Philando Castile got shot, I protested. I probably talked about it and was upset about it. I'm including myself in this equation because I just want you guys to understand like I do this shit too. And I understand like it is easy to forget because if you're white in America, you will easily forget, you know, but black people, they live this shit every day. So they will not forget. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I definitely talked about it for a while. I was like, very upset, and then just went on with the rest of my life. And it wasn't really until George Floyd passed away as well that I was like, okay, we really actually need to go back out and protest. And obviously that was like the catalyst for a lot of people to go out and protest as well. Um, But I think that right now what we're seeing is just different in the way of Well, not only are people continuing to protest, but they're actually trying to overthrow and defund, in some cases, their local government and their local police forces. And um, actually today on Thursday, June 11th, is when the Portland Police Bureau budget is being voted on and finalized. And I think that they're getting the results in after like 7 p.m. or so. So um, I know that they're having a city council meeting right now or a meeting at City Hall where people can share testimonies and have their voices heard and talk to the mayor and um, yeah, just figure all of that out. So we definitely are seeing a lot of change, but we definitely do live in a society where we, we give time to things. And then once we feel like, you know, either the system is so broken that nothing is going to be fucking done, or we feel like we have fulfilled our part in this equation, we just kind of quietly move on. But I feel like right now, at least with this lasting for you know, two weeks at this point, it's going to continue for a while. And at least in Portland, I know that it's going to continue until we have this whole fence situation taken down around the Justice Center um, and also just have the Portland Police Bureau defunded. But um, I'm going to share some some positives that the uprising has generated in our world. Well, I don't want to act as though America is the whole world. We have seen a lot of progress here in America, but we also have seen a lot of general, I guess, just camaraderie and support across the globe. I've seen my friends in Australia protesting. I've seen my friends in London protesting. It's just been really nice to see a lot of other countries getting out there and supporting us in this way and being like, hey, we stand with you, America. You're not crazy for wanting reform. We're going to scream it out into the ether along with you, you know? And that's just nice to see people lifting up other people's voices. That's what we're all trying to do. Lift up the voices of our black peers. 
call upon just the broken ass system, the injustice system truly that we see in America, whether it be prison reform, police reform, police brutality. We're calling all this shit out. We're calling for people to stop murdering our black peers in the street. And I think that a lot of people, at least in my life, I've seen people really having some hard conversations and um, just asking a lot of questions. And my parents, I've been so proud of them, like reaching out to me and just kind of asking how they can help during this time. My mom has been donating like resources to protests and my dad's company is like trying to find black owned businesses in Atlanta because he, he works in Atlanta. And they reached out to me being like, who should we donate to? Like, do you know if some people specifically need more donations and which ones are full? And it's just been really, really nice to see people really trying and um, educating themselves and hosting book clubs for anti-racism books and um, trying to, you know, spread the word about documentaries to watch. And that's what I was really calling for in my last episode on this is like, hey, you need to sit down and do the education, but you also need to continue the conversations. And that's what I really want to stress in this episode is like, continue speaking about this in your lives, continue doing the work offline. If you are still sharing your everyday life, that's fine. You know, we're humans. We live. We do things on the day-to-day that we're proud of, that we want to share. And as an influencer, you know, it is literally my job to share my life. So I, I won't stop doing that. But I'm also not going to stop talking about these causes and, you know, I'm going to continue getting out there. But, um, you know, we've seen a lot of reform and I found this um, thing that you guys have probably seen on Instagram. This is a post from Spring Magka and you can find this in my BLM highlight on my Instagram page at Megan Hughes. Uh, It will be in that, but also I'll try to link it in the show notes, the description of this podcast, just a direct link to the post, but it's just a list of everything that the uprising has accomplished, and the list goes until June 4th, so we have some days missing from this. We need an updated list for sure, but I think like generally, I'm not going to read every single bullet point because like I said, you can go and read it for yourself, but we have seen a lot of, you know, calls to defund or dismantle local police forces. We've seen a lot of arrests happening, a lot more accountability happening, a lot more state-by-state accountability on, oh shit, we still have this really racist Confederate statue up. Oh my God, why do we still have this? Let's just take it down. And, you know, of course, protesters probably went there and were like, hey, fucking take this shit down. But at least we're having the accountability on, you know, a state by state basis, even with some of the most southern states like fucking Alabama has been taking down their Confederate statues, as well as Virginia. I've been really, really impressed with the efforts in Virginia. That's Finley's home state. And as well as, you know, outside of Atlanta and in Georgia in general and Florida, I don't know if I already said that. Um, There's just been a lot of just like, yeah, accountability on the statewide basis and amongst other people that I know and just like holding friends accountable and, you know, just family members and all that stuff. I've been really impressed with just how the South has been going about all of this because, you know, the South doesn't have a very bright past when it comes to accepting Black people in their lives. So it's very nice to see this. And that's why I'm impressed. Um, You know, I'm impressed with them doing literally 
literally the bare minimum, you know what I mean? But still, it's like, it's nice that we're seeing a lot of this reform happening and a lot of armed police forces being taken out of public schools. I know that they did this here in Portland and we've just seen a lot of that lately. And I'm so happy for that to be continuing. And I feel like as long as we continue this conversation, as long as we continue to be getting out on the streets, this will continue. People will, you know, accept this as the new normal. We are creating the new normal right now. Like, I know that a lot of people are like, holy fuck, you know, this has just gone on for so long. And like, it's just hilarious that people are like, wow, you know, we're still, people are still protesting. What are they so upset about? It's like, no, we're still upset about a lot of things. I saw this tweet today from at Sinclair with two R's, no E, Thomas, Sinclair Thomas. And their tweet says, George Floyd's murderer was released on bail. Breonna Taylor's murderers have still not been arrested. Kendrick Johnson's case is still closed. Keep marching, keep signing, keep resisting. The fight is not over. There is still work to be done. And aside from what she just listed, I mean, we're really looking for justice on a state-by-state-wide basis right now with police defunding, as well as just calling upon our local governments to acknowledge their past, specifically with my state here in Oregon. We live in a very, very white state, um, which there's a lot of historical reasons around that. And we have a very racist past here in Oregon and our police force is not left out of the police brutality question you know like oh are they fucked up yes they are so really just calling upon your local officials to be like hey no you need to stop fucking trying to cover this up please just admit your past please just look for justice with us for these cases and stop trying to just like get us out of the streets with your fucking tear gas and your rubber bullets and your pepper bullets that's something that they've been doing in portland a lot um and just like pepper spraying people and you know mass arresting people and it's just getting crazy you know it's like we need reform and that's why we're still coming out and it's just so important to continue this fight right now and we still need to call upon our local government our federal government as well which you know with our current president um i won't I'm not, I'm not saying that I have high hopes <laughs> um, for all of the reform that we're going to see on that level, but I'm really hoping that we will be ready for some federal reform in the coming months when we get a new president in January. Hopefully. I mean, knock on fucking wood. Am I right, brothers? Anyways, um, yeah, I just really wanted to say that if you guys feel like your voice isn't being heard right now, it definitely is, and you're not alone. And if you're continuing to protest and get out there and fight the good fight like I am so behind it and just so happy that this is continuing I've been really like I said just impressed with a lot of my friends um, sharing resources with me and uh, continuing this conversation with me and I just feel like it's really shed light on people who are my my peaceful warriors amongst my friends who are just going to continue to educate me and I can continue to educate them and I just really want to like continue to use my platform in this way obviously not every single episode of my podcast now is going to be some kind of an episode surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement but you know it's been two weeks and I I really wanted to remind you guys like 
the work ain't done, you know? And um, I've just been really reflecting over the past week about, hey, even if I'm not going out every single night to protest, I've only been out two nights since the protests have started happening. Um, my partner Finley is currently doing online an online course that takes uh, time out of his day from literally like 7 a.m. until 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And he's has been waking up so much earlier than we had been all quarantined. So he's getting pretty exhausted and has to wake up very early every day. And I know that a lot of you are in the same boat with, you know, I'm still working or I'm still a student and I still have other stuff to do. So I'm, I'm not getting out there as much. But him and I were talking today that, you know, it doesn't matter so much that we're not getting out there every single fucking day because we still talk about this every day. We're still, you know, sharing shit every day. And also, like I said, I've just been reflecting in my life of, hey, if I'm not getting out there, what else can I do to help? I think that it's so important to realize right now that you don't have to be frontline to show up for this movement. I think that everybody should reflect on what kind of medicine they're bringing right now to the table. What kind of gifts can they offer to people, whether it be the gift of writing um, some kind of like story or media coverage or doing a live stream at one of these things and showing people how it really is. One of these things being a protest. I hate when I say such simplified forms of what I'm actually trying to say. It's just like, I don't really have a script for my podcast. So sometimes I just talk out of my ass. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just think that it's really important to think about, hey, if I'm not frontline, how can I show up for this movement? And I've just been thinking about this week, like I harvested a bunch of medicinal herbs from my garden and I follow this black herbalist. Her name is Poppy. And uh, here, I'll just give you her full at because I love her page so much and I want you guys to follow her as well. Her name is Poppy Okacha. So it's just the word Poppy, okay. O-T-C-H-A. And she put a uh, link in her Instagram where there's just a document of herbs for the revolution. And I went and I was looking at that document and seeing what I have in my garden and taking notes on what I can, you know, either ingest right now for myself and healing my body and mind through the herbs that I'm ingesting. But also I was like, wait, hold up. Like if I'm not showing up to protest right now, but other people are exhausting themselves, walking miles every day, screaming, like I need to do something for them. Like they need some herbal medicine in their lives, you know? And it was so nice of Poppy to offer this document of herbs for the revolution. Like I should probably just, if I'm ingesting this information and this education right now from her, um, I need to, you know, create an offering out of this. And I know that not everybody is super into herbal medicine, but I'm wanting to make these little herbal tea dried medicine packs that I can hand out at the next time we protest. And Finley and I have also been picking up trash the last time that we protested we each filled up two full garbage bags of trash because yes protests are indeed very wasteful there's a lot of people walking through cities and i'm, I'm not saying everybody's littering but some people be littering you know um so we figured like might as well leave the city cleaner than when all these people came through it and it was just really nice like everybody was just kind of like thanking us and we made some friends and other people came up to us and was like, yo, do you have any like extra trash bags? I'd love to do that too. I'm in the middle of the crowd so I can help out there. And we were like, yeah, sure. And um, it was just so nice. I just feel like there's a really nice camaraderie. I keep using that word, but really like, I just feel like um, a lot of the people who are showing up to these protests every day, 
at least in my experience, have been incredibly friendly and educational and helping us out and just trying to show up in all of the right ways. And um, yeah, I know I've been blabbering about this for a really long time, but I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, even if you're not protesting right now, how can you show up for the people who are? How can you continue to amplify this movement? If you're not doing the work in your time offline, then this is just a reminder to continue the work too. Um, you know, read your books, continue to watch your documentaries, talk about these things in your homes, and just you know, hold people accountable for their racist bullshit that they say, because it's not okay. All right. So accountability is key. Education is key. I am all here for it. Just reflecting on how you can show up right now. I definitely really encourage people as well to drive behind protests or show up at the beginning of them and hand out resources for people, medical aid, you can offer water, you can offer snacks, you can offer yeah, medical supplies and extra masks and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of that and it's just been so awesome to see my city of Portland coming together like this. So we love to see it. I'm going to play a song now that I just think is so good for the revolution. All right. Knock on Medicine for the People just came out with a new album and it is called Take Your Power Back. And I had been waiting for this album, my dudes, for a very long time. I mean, I had heard a couple of these songs live over the past few years and I was waiting, you know, since 2016 when they released their last album, I was waiting for this. And the songs on this album truly could not have been delivered at a better time. I felt like this is, as an as a whole album, just revolutionary music, you know, music truly for the revolution and the uprising. And I always connect with Nako Bear's lyrics in this way of just really feeling like, wow, he gets it, you know? Like he is an indigenous man. He understands the struggle that BIPOC, he understands the struggle of black indigenous people of color everywhere. And he really encapsulates that in his music, if you will. And there's a specific song off this album called Dear Brother that he wrote after the 2014 Ferguson protests and everything that was happening. And I really just feel like even though that happened in 2014, this song is still so fucking timely. And I just really wanted to play it for you guys today because I've been playing it so much in my life since it's come out. So enjoy. This is Dear Brother by Nako and Medicine for the People. And it's featuring Shitezka. And how you spell his name is X-I-U-H-T-E-Z-C-A-T-L. And he is a huge climate activist and hip hop artist. And he's so dope. And he has a verse on this song that is also just so timely and incredible. And I just feel like this was a great collab for the times. So again, Enjoy. Dear brother, when you're gonna call back your mother? Thinks you sleep well in the gutter. We both know you can do better. And when you're gonna write your older brother a letter? Hey man, I miss you, getting my shit together And for the record, I wrote this note as a reminder Hermano mio, there's a future you can't believe in Gonna take more than songs of justice and freedom Yeah Oh yeah Oh, there's a future You can't believe in Gonna take more than songs of justice and freedom 
If you're thinking about leaving, hold my hand, overstand this too can be a kingdom. Bless. And when the rain comes, put your hand in the dirt, Baba. This is where you came from. This is where you came from. This is where you came from. This is where you came from.
gotta get out of your way Oh boy, my dudes. I just love that song so freaking much. It is so relevant, like I said before it played. Um, there's just so many verses and lyrics and everything that I love so much in that song, particularly when he's like, Dear lover, you can find me on the front lines covered in the blood and tears of another mother, sister, brother. Revolutions being broadcast on Facebook and Twitter. There's a noise. I can hear it when the megaphone roars. Wipe these tears from this tear gas choice. We have a choice. Stand in front of your fear, baby. Time to find your voice. Ugh, yeah, that shit hits. I actually used that lyric, time to find your voice, on one of my protest signs that I used last week. And uh, I just really feel like that that's a such a call to action, you know? Like, yes, I know we're all taking heat here. We're all fearful, but you need to stand in front of that fear. Like, now is not the time to retreat. Now is not the time to run away. We need to stand in front of your fear. And that is what really has kind of motivated me in showing up to protests more because I honestly was really fucking scared before we went out to our first protest because I had seen so much obviously in the media about rubber bullets and tear gas and all of this stuff and this is why I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like the media really skews protests to look obviously like looters and rioters or like everybody's going crazy or something like that and they need to be policed um <laughs> but the first night that we went out it was honestly really chill like we marched peacefully with literally no police in sight from 6 p.m. until like a little after 9 or so and we marched for a really long time and then once we got to where we were marching to it was um I think Pioneer Square in Portland and we were all just kind of like convening there just hanging out it was a huge mass of people and it's so funny because Nako Bear actually was there that same night he is like from the same city as me and he posted this photo from just like a different angle of where I was at in Pioneer Square with his fist up and there was an indigenous speaker that night and um, he was just kind of like sharing his thoughts on everything going on and after he was done speaking um, I was just kind of like talking to Finley like maybe we should just head home I mean we've been gone for probably like five hours or so and we don't really like to leave the dogs for more than like six hours at a time because we do have a puppy that's not even one yet and so we were about to head home and as we were walking back to our cars I heard this megaphone coming out of nowhere and it was like just a looping announcement and it was me and Finley and then my friend Anna Lee and her roommate Michaela and we were all just like, where the fuck is that coming from? And both Michaela and Annalie had been to protests other nights. And it was just our first time. So they were like, oh, like the police have come out now that the sun's gone down. And we were like, what? I thought it was just like all peaceful, no police in sight. And they were like, no, dude, like they always come out at this time of night. And we, like I said, we were already leaving, walking to our car, but we were like, okay, I want to figure out where this is coming from because that was so peaceful where we just were. Literally, everybody was just sitting and listening to this indigenous man speak and share his thoughts. And after he was done, everybody for the most part was like, okay, you know, maybe we'll head home and wasn't doing any crazy shit at all. And of course the police show up, we go and we find where they were making this announcement and we see a line of police in riot gear 
in kind of like a standoff of sorts with a group of protesters on this block. And I shit you not, the protesters were doing nothing. They started chanting and we joined in on it, obviously, because they were just chanting, take off your riot gear. I don't see no riot here. And then the police were kind of just like still continuing their standoff. They had their guns up. Um, It was just very confusing. We were like, what happened in the literal five minutes that we walked away from Pioneer Square to our car to come back to this? Like, what? And after we did that chant, some other people started chanting, quit your job quit your job. And I don't know if it's just because they have really fragile egos or why, but that statement really offended them. And then they just tear gassed all of us. And that's the only time in my life that I have ever been tear gassed. And it was fucking terrifying, dude. The tear gas, they shot like either pepper bullets or rubber bullets. I was not shot with anything, but there was a black man who was standing kind of like to my left. And um, he had been shot a couple of times. And after the tear gas kind of dispersed, like Finley and I were both still standing where it had been. And a lot of people had run the other direction or run back to their cars or just run away. I mean, it's terrifying when you get gassed or when you get like thrown flashbangs at you because it's really jarring and really loud. And Finley had earplugs in, but I didn't. And my nervous system was just going insane. I was like, how do I even react to this? Um, But Ani's roommate, Michaela, was like, if you guys want to stay, that's fine. Like, it's normally white bodies to the front, like, protect your black peers, you know? And so we just kind of, like, moved forward and we're just standing, like, face to face, a reasonable distance away, probably, like, 12 feet away from the line of police in riot gear. And the guy who was standing next to us, who I was saying just had gotten shot, he... And Finley was recording this on his Instagram story and we saved the video and you can still, you know, you can hear the guy in it yelling at the police being like, what did we do? You just shot me 12 times. What did we do? Like, I don't understand. I don't want to be mad at you. You don't want to be mad at me. What do we do? You know, and just trying to like talk to them. And everybody was really just standing there like wondering, what do we do? Are they going to come and arrest us? Like they were just really staring at us and just trying to be like, I don't know, intimidating. (laughs) I don't really know. But the guy was just kind of like, you know, giving them a mini speech being like, we didn't do nothing to you. Like, please leave. Get back on your vans and leave. And they ended up just getting back on the van, probably leaving to go and tear gas another part of downtown Portland. But we were so confused and also just kind of happy that we had seen that at the same time. I mean, obviously getting tear gassed is, you know, terrifying, but um, we were happy that we had experienced that because if we had gotten into our car immediately and not heard that announcement, not turned around, we would have gone home, told our family and friends, you know, like it was so peaceful, you know, no police in sight. It was a great night. We didn't see any anything happen with the police. Yeah, Portland police are fine. But no, no, they're not fine. And things have honestly only gotten worse in our city since then. And of course, when I go and check the Portland Police Bureau's Twitter later that night, they were tweeting around that same time when we had just been tear gassed for, you know, literally no reason at all. Those protesters were doing nothing. There was no rioting. There was no looting happening everywhere in downtown Portland is boarded up, you know. Um, And I really feel like 
just nothing occurred. But of course they tweeted and were like, there's some criminal activity going on in the crowd. We will be subject to using force on the crowd. And that's their go-to announcement. It was something along the lines, looping on the megaphone, like, this is the Portland Police Bureau. Please disperse or we will be subject to using you know, methods of force on you or something like that. Crowd dispersion tactics, meaning we're going to fucking gas you if you don't leave this area or we're going to shoot you with pepper bullets or rubber bullets or whatever it is that they have up their sleeve that night, you know? And like I said, it's only gotten worse in Portland um, as just a standoff situation has um, really started to happen every night at the Justice Center, which now Portlanders are calling the Injustice Center, because basically the Justice Center was set on fire on, I think, Friday or Saturday demonstrations at the end of May. And since then, they have put a big fence around the Justice Center, and that's where the police in riot gear stand on the other side of the fence every night. And there's these big floodlights that they use, like these huge stadium lights that they use to light up the crowd in front of that area. And people who are really just looking to, you know, kind of chat with the police, get some choice words in with them, they go to the Justice Center every night. They have kind of, you know, a standoff of sorts with the Portland police until around 1130 every night, um, according to, you know, I've been staying in the loop with watching live streams and sorts if I'm not there. And around 1130 every night, they choose to start using the tear gas. And it's just all so horrifying to watch because people are really just standing there and just like chanting at them, you know, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for George Floyd. There is definitely a huge chant that people scream at them, which is ACAB, all cops are bastards. And I think that, you know, they probably, they, they don't know what to do. So they just decide to, you know, it's, it's about that time, tear gas o'clock. And it's really just insane to see. I mean, they've been choosing to do live streams, police live streams every night. And it's just insane um, to watch a police body camera arrest people, knock people off of their bicycles, leaving protests. Um, just, you know, the, the police brutality is, is getting out of hand. And I personally would really love to see the Justice Center fence, the Portland fence, as it's being called. It literally has its own Twitter account. It's honestly hilarious. I follow it. Um, <laughs> the Portland fence needs to be taken down. And I really don't think that people are going to stop showing up there until it is and until we see some police reform with the Portland Police Bureau. Um, budget cuts and less use of riot gear. Really, those chants are occurring because it's so true. Like, we're not rioting, so please take off your riot gear. And I've gotten some DMs when I've expressed this online being like, they need to be in the riot gear because what if a riot does happen? Then they're prepared, you know? But it's really just another layer of an intimidation factor, right? Um, but anyways, this is all, like I said, being recorded on June 11th, 2020. I don't know what Portland's future with the police is going to be like. I'm hoping for some good news with some budget cuts from the meeting at City Hall today when they vote on the budget. Um, but I'm also just looking for my peers who are going out to these 
nights at the Justice Center and, you know, having this kind of standoff of sorts. That's just what I'm calling it because it really is just them standing on the other side of the fence, the protesters, and then the police are on the other side. And then at some point in the night, I mean, obviously there's peaceful nights as well where the gas is not thrown. But for the most part, to my understanding, it really is thrown at 1130 pretty much every night. The only night that we've gone to the Justice Center was our second night of protests. So last Wednesday, the June 3rd was the last time that we went. And we were there until probably around like 1030 or so. And it was super chill. So I don't know if every night has been that way. Actually, no, I do know that every night has not been that way (laughs) from my friends who have stayed. I had two friends go out to the protests in Portland, I think last Friday. So just a few days after we had gone and seen, you know, the scene at the Justice Center. And they went and they were hanging out mostly there after, you know, the sun went down. And they said that somebody was like throwing pig feed over the fence and the whole crowd was like oinking at them. (laughs) And it's really just protesters at this point trying to intimidate them back and being like, we're not fucking scared of you. Please stop trying to intimidate us. And of course, the Portland police is like, stop throwing stuff over the fence. And the fence is just serving as another way to, you know, restrict the protesters from their freedom of speech and also just serving as a way to arrest people. If you interfere with the fence, we will be subject to using force. That's literally what they play on loop at the Justice Center. Please do not interfere with the fence. It's like, just stop fucking policing the fence already. So that's currently what's happening in Portland. I hope they dismantle the fence sometime soon because I really feel like, I mean, once they do that, people will stop coming around and arguing about the fence with them all the time and people will stop getting arrested for what's going down as a result of the fucking fence. (laughs) Anyways, enough about the fence. Other than that, I have seen a lot of people showing out for the Portland protests. And I also want to say that not everybody is going to the Justice Center and hanging out at the Sacred Fence. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are convening in Waterfront Park or other parks, and there's been a lot of really great speakers, some Black Indigenous people of color who get up on the stage and either share, you know, like some kind of a story or a speech or a testimony or whatever it might be be. And that happened last Wednesday when we went and we really enjoyed that. And we were just kind of like walking around the crowd, picking up trash, listening to these speakers share their stories. We were listening to a reverend share how excited he was that everybody had come out for this. And then he like got the whole crowd to start singing with him. Um, It was just... It was good times, man. So, um, like I said, not everybody is going and going to the Justice Center. A lot of people are ending their nights at the park just listening to some educational speeches about either what's going on in their town or, you know, with budget things or the mayor will come and share something and... Yeah, so it really just depends on the night, but I'm happy that it's continuing and people after they march can go and just kind of convene at the park and hear all of these um, great things. So we're probably going to do that this weekend at some point and just continue our nice 
trash cleanup. Maybe I'll bring some herbal tea offerings for people to take home with them. Just kind of relax their voices and their bodies after they protest. Um, that's a huge thing that I've also been advocating for is if you're frontline, especially, or if you're just going out to peacefully protest, it doesn't matter if you're frontline or not. Um, you need to be also balancing that with self-care and not neglecting yourself, not neglecting what you need to do at home or for work or whatever it might be. Like stay on top of your shit while also, you know, protesting and then you come home, you soak your little toesies, you take an Epsom salt bath or whatever it is for you. That is your choice method of self-care. Don't be neglecting yourself during this time. This is an incredibly intense time in history. This is the largest civil rights movement that we have had where all 50 states have gotten on board all 50 states have had a protest of some sorts. Um, I've really been enjoying hearing on my Twitch streams about people who are going to protest and what it's what it's like in their city. Um, and even in small towns, I've heard from some of my followers that they had a little protest going on, even though not that many people were there, people still came, you know, and it's like, we need more of that. So I'm really happy to see that. I'm really happy to see people still getting out there. And I encourage all of you to do the same. And if you're not, like I said earlier in this episode, just think about other ways you can show up to help. I think that it's really important that, you know, we're not just sharing on social media during this time, or we're not just marching during this time. We need to be offering something else. We need to be offering some education to ourselves or to our communities or to our families, or we need to be making some kind of an offering to hand out to people who are doing the frontline work and really paving the way for us right now. So um, I'm really just lifting everybody's voices up who are out there fighting for justice and fighting for change and out there for the real reasons of finding justice for all of these black voices that have been silenced and taken away from us too soon. So I really just wanted to record this episode today to, yeah, just continue the conversation, tell you about personal protest updates in um, my experience or in my city of Portland, Oregon. And I'm definitely curious to hear in the comments how protests are going, whether you're in New York or LA or in a super small town, please let me know. Um, I know that I haven't been sharing the reviewer of the week. I just feel like currently it's not really aligning with what I'm doing. I just really want to focus and hone these episodes in on the specific Black Lives Matter topic. Um, but yeah, you can, if you enjoy this podcast, you can go and leave me a review on the Apple Podcasts app. You can share this episode with your friends or your family, whoever you think needs to hear it. I'm sorry I only shared one song in this, by the way. I um, just realized that I've been talking a shit ton today. <laughs> but um, I'm going to record the last 15 minutes or so of this episode for my Patreon. You can listen in full at patreon.com slash Megan Hughes. Even if you are at my lowest tier, you get the full episodes of the podcast. Um, anyways, let's just continue this momentum, my dudes. I'm so proud of everybody doing the work right now, especially offline in their own time. I think that that's just super important. So let's keep it up. Keep up the momentum 2020. All right. We're still fighting for justice out here. So I love you guys. I hope you're well and, you know, just doing what you can during this time. Again, don't forget about yourselves. All right. Love you. Peace out. I'll talk to you in two weeks.